Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb.net listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Alexandra Ari, my friend and colleague from Tabana Organization. Dr. Rakers is not with us today, so two of us are um, taking this session. And I want to say hello to Dr. Andrade and give the mic to him. Hello, Dr. Malakovzali. I appreciate uh, us being able to be here and talk about this. Yeah, I just wanted to to kind of touch on the topic of, of just the evolving state of the world. I think it's one of those things. I feel like each maybe week, probably more each weekend is just so different uh, these last few months, uh, particularly with the most recent uh, regulations in regarding to the the mask, not having to wear the mask if you're vaccinated. Uh, I've had several conversations with individuals who are experiencing different levels of anxiety and uh, discomfort uh, associated with, you know, what it's like not to wear the mask. Even people saying, oh, like, yeah, I went to the store for the first time and, and I didn't have my mask on. And I feel like people were looking at me or, you know, I, I didn't even realize I didn't have my mask because I haven't been wearing it, you know, in a lot of other areas, or I'll still find myself wearing it in certain locations. And it's interesting because, you know, although there are the CDC guidelines, it doesn't really tell us how to feel as we're transitioning back to life in that way. And even how we deal with kind of the, the social reaction or response to that. Uh, I know personally for me, I've, I've struggled with some of those feelings of, you know, feeling almost you know, like careless if I'm not wearing the mask, you know, am I putting others at risk or danger? Um, it's something where I still have it with me, uh, even if I'm not wearing it, uh, it's become part of the routine. I make sure I have my keys, my wallet, my phone, and my mask before I leave the house. And so uh, there've been like once or twice where I'm like, oh my God, I don't have my mask. Like, hold on. I'm like, well, am I going to need it? In uh, in some places I have, in some places I haven't. Uh, for example, like um, the the ride sharing companies like Lyft and Uber, uh, they still require you to wear a mask in those. And so in taking those, um, I've still been putting the mask on, um, traveling, uh, catching a plane, uh, still wearing mask at the airport. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of new places and, and old places where we're not wearing the mask and we are wearing the mask. And, and yeah, I think people are having different reactions to it. And I think wearing a mask in general is a good, um, you know, option to take because um, we know that last year, due to the fact that people were wearing masks, they said the um, death from flu actually came to almost zero. So Mm -hmm. if there was any death, it was because of the COVID, but it wasn't because of flu. So it's really important to think of wearing masks, especially I'm thinking probably in winter, it would just prevent you from catching cold or catching um, other um, sort of flu in the winter. So it has become um, more and more um, a habit um, rather than maybe even thinking about the outcome of not wearing it. Because I, I hear people always have their mask in the car, they have in their purses, as you said, you know, you don't leave the house without having one. And even everywhere you go, if you don't have a mask, you know, they um, stores, they actually have provide um, 
they can provide you with the mask. So even the stores, mostly they don't prevent you from getting in without the mask. But also if you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not coming in because I don't have my mask. Uh, they can say, well, we have one if you want, but you don't have to wear it. So I think uh, the issue of not wearing masks is more right now personal than requirement. But I personally feel, especially in crowded places, even though you're vaccinated, uh, it doesn't hurt to wear masks. It just prevents you from getting a uh, any um, viruses or, you know, just prevent yourself from wearing, from getting anything, you know, from other people. Yeah. And especially too, that one of the other factors I think that it's coming in increased consideration is hearing about the, these variants. Have you heard about some of these variants? I, I know one of them I've heard about is the, the Delta variant. I'm not sure if there's multiple uh, here variants in plural. So I think maybe there are several, I'm not sure. Um, but particularly the Delta variant, where I know they've been talking about uh, the the increased rate of, of transmission and being able to um, uh, kind of catch it and among non-vaccinated individuals. And so, yeah, it can be kind of scary again, um, thinking that, you know, there's, there's, there's still risk out there. Um, yeah. And even with the vaccination, it doesn't seem at least from what I gather, that's 100% necessarily, um, but still kind of uh, allows you to feel a little bit more secure, a little bit more safe in that way. Yeah, it's scary to think that there can be a resurgence of these things. Uh, I know you were saying earlier too, in different places uh, in the world, uh, they're, they're kind of closing again and, and kind of restricting a bit more. Right. Um, I know, for example, in um, Israel, they uh, actually are requiring the wearing mask in different places because of this variant that happened recently. Even, um, I remember I received a message that uh, there was from CDC. They said even the ones that they have uh, two vaccines, they're still not 100%, which we know because it's 90 some percent. So chances are that you may be within that small percentage so it's always good to be prepared. We don't want to scare people, but we want to um, let them know that this is out there. And we have heard that it's not fully, um, you know, under control. Still, there are places, first of all, that they, people haven't been vaccinated fully and they're waiting in line to be vaccinated. There are places that there's um, actually having a lockdown because of the variants that is out there. So it's good to know about, and we like for our listeners to know the possibility of having, um, you know, having this virus, um, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're not, we're not out of it. I think it's one of the things that I've even hearing people say, Oh yeah. You know, now that the pandemic is over and it's like, is it is it 100% over? I mean, I, I haven't heard that it's completely done, but you know, it's one of the things that we're still in it. There's still some risk for individuals, and so yeah, I think it's it's 
understandable to to be concerned about it and to you know have some apprehension about these things um i mean it's again i go back to this idea that it's you know it's something we've never anticipated something we've never prepared for in in our history in our life of what happens when there's a pandemic and so i mean even at this point it's all new in regards to how do we manage this how do we 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 get through this i think it's about being safe being you know conscientious about how we're approaching things uh, but i'm also a big advocate of we can't live in fear so trying to kind of find that balance and i think it's going to be different for everyone uh, and and i think it's about finding your way through kind of what feels comfortable for you though there'll, there'll be times where one of the things i've noticed for example with myself you know i'm, I'm wearing the the mask less and less i definitely feel way more comfortable in, in more open areas then I notice that I do in more enclosed spaces or, or crowded areas. Um, I'm still, I've, I'm probably for the first time ever in my life, I am very conscientious of space between me and individuals, uh, having lived in major cities and, you know, being on the train and being, you know, millimeters away from people, you know, I never thought, oh yeah, I might get sick, you know, or this is, you know, some kind of risk. Um, but now I'm, I'm very aware of how close somebody is. And, and that may be something that others experience and, and may be with us uh, for a long time uh, where it, it feels like part of just being in social environments. We're aware of our social distance, which even that word, I remember when I first heard social distancing, I was like, what the heck is that? Like that, that, that I don't even understand what that means. And, and now, I mean, Every, you could say social, social distancing and everybody knows exactly what it means. Um, and everybody is, is, and there are people who are still very vigilant to the space between them and others as well. Yeah, I think it's good to keep this space uh, regardless, uh, based on what we were just saying about, you know, spreading anything you have, because it can um, just be a simple cold. But I was always going to, uh, I was going to tell you also, it was in Yahoo News that one of my friends sent it to me the other day that um, uh, Mariangela Simao, who is the assistant director um, at this, I think, WHO, uh, World Health Organization, uh, she actually said people cannot feel safe just because they had the two doses. They still need to protect themselves. And she went on to say vaccine alone won't stop community transmission and people need to continue to use masks consistently uh, and be uh, ventilated to spaces, hand hygiene and etc. It says the physical distance, avoid crowding, they all are recommended. It's, and she continues to say this is still continues to be extremely important even if you're vaccinated when you have a community transmission ongoing. So this also was just out the other day, which kind of tells us we have to still be careful. And that's why we wanted to share this with our listeners, because some people are out there, they're not even watching news or they don't receive these kind of messages. But it's important to know that we are not 100% safe. We are not there yet. So it's better to um, continue wearing masks and continue to follow the social distancing. And I think, too, it's just psychologically knowing that it's okay to kind of feel uncertain during this time. It's okay to feel confused. It's okay to feel even scared. 
and that to some degree those normal those feelings can be normal while at the same time recognizing uh, again it's something that we want to be aware of uh, and that they they have a source and that there are things we can do to try to make ourselves feel as comfortable as possible so knowing that if we feel, you know, if people are hearing, oh, you know, you don't have to wear the mask and people are, are kind of more comfortable wanting to do that, knowing that it, it's okay to still do that. Um, but being aware too that, you know, when you are in those situations, whether new situations or ones you've been in before, you know, what are those feelings that are messages even that come with it? Are the, is there, you know, fear? Is there apprehension? And definitely start to signal this is, you know, the, the, the fear is being fueled by something, maybe not just based on these things that we know and these safety things, but instead uh, maybe unnecessary or overwhelming in that way. So yeah, definitely want people to, to take care of themselves and try to, you know, recognize, you know, hopefully we continue to make progress in regards to, you know, the pandemic and, and this virus being less of a threat and presence in the world, but then also at the same time too, being safe. Um, very good. Uh, we are getting to our first break uh, and we are going to come back to continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر تازه رادیوتونو باز کردین و صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین من و همکارم دکتر اندرادی امروز در خدمتون هستیم و در مورد خبرهای جدیدی که راجب کووید به دست ما رسیده صحبت میکنیم نه به خاطر اینکه یک ترس و وحشت اضافه ایجاد کرده باشیم فقط به خاطر اینکه فکر کردیم خیلی مهمه که ما آگاه باشیم که هنوز ما کاملا از گیر این مسئله بیرون نیمدیم و در جاهای مختلف دنیا هنوز همه واکسینیتد نشدن حتی 7.70 درصدی که صحبتشو میکرد بنابراین خیلی مهمه به خاطر اینکه سفرها بک اند از اینجا به جاهای دیگه ادامه داره و ما باید حواسمون جمع باشه که خودمون رو گرفتار این مسئله نکنیم و منتشر پخشش نکنیم این کووید رو دوباره و الان یک بریکی داریم میدیم خواهش میکنم اگر که فکر میکنین کسانی هستن که از برنامه ما به زبان انگلیسی بهره میبرن ازشون دعوت کنین روزای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یکی بعد از ظهر به برنامه ما توجه کنن برمیگردیم و صحبت هامون رو ادامه میدیم Dr. Andrani, and we are continuing our conversation about the current event, specifically COVID-19, that we are still hearing that in different parts of the world has some um, 
victims um, and, and there are so many news of different parts of the world and also the Delta variant of the COVID-19 that we hear from recently. So Dr. Andrade, we are back and we wanna continue our conversation. Um, there are questions that patients have about the symptoms. And I was uh, just wondering if a person has two doses, if they get it, definitely they're not gonna probably get as bad. And we heard from the very beginning that if you get it, definitely you're not gonna die. So that I remember hearing when we had the vaccines and that was the encouragement at the very beginning that some people didn't want to be vaccinated and that was the encouragement. So take it because if you do get it, at least you're not gonna die. Yeah, and I know it's it's meant to protect us as far as not only uh, contracting it, but then yeah, the severity of it. And so uh, it's something that you know is is meant to allow us to be able to move in the world a little more comfortably, a little bit more safely. Especially given, uh, uh, I'm sure how much you've heard too. I've heard individuals kind of being given dates now in regards to returning to work even too. So uh, different employers are already um, requiring employees to be in the office full time again. And a lot of them I'm hearing either of like hybrid plans to do that where it's partially working from home and then other times working in the office or even like staggered uh, kind of placement in the office where individuals aren't in kind of close proximity. Um, and, and some of it is even, you know, things to come. I think I've heard, you know, some people returning to work in July, some in October, some by the beginning of next year. So it's something where we're, we're seeing this shift in being able to return back to some of those things, as well as even, you know, knowing that we have these, these safety measures for ourselves in regards to being vaccinated, as well as even the mask. I think it, it raises a question a lot for, for people who, you know, aren't vaccinated or people who are around people who aren't vaccinated and not wanting to get vaccinated. You know, we, we, you can't, you can't look at a person and tell if they're vaccinated or not. Um, and, and we're not being told that we have to, you know, besides the vaccination cards, apparently having to show that in certain places, uh, you know, there's no way we can really kind of attest to somebody's, you know, uh, status in that way. So I think it understandably it creates a lot of, you know, some worry, some concern in regards to how do we know if people are vaccinated, you know, how do we keep ourselves safe, uh, as well as even how do we keep those individuals safe as well. Yeah, and especially with uh, what you have experienced hearing from people who had the vaccine, I mean, the disease, the virus, um, I said disease, sorry, I meant mm -hmm. the, the yeah. virus. Um, so, for example, um, you know, one of the things I heard was um, the people who had, who were asymptomatic, they had it, so when they tested, they were positive. And one of the questions I remember they had was, if I get it next time, would I again not having any symptoms like the first time I had? And one of the doctors that I remember I read about was the short answer is likely yes. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was so interesting to know how many different ways this is showing up in people. And it was just like, 
it's very intriguing disease. It's not just simple virus affecting the body. We know um, that this last year, many people had as a result, anxiety, they had depression, they had PTSD. And as psychologists, we face with all these issues aftermath of the COVID-19, but also it doesn't end there. So we don't know if people were asymptomatic, if they get it this time, would they still be asymptomatic or are they gonna have symptoms? If you had it once, if you get the second time, if, if the way we hear is that you're not gonna get as bad as the first time, but you don't know what other parts of your body is gonna be affected this time, you know? Mm -hmm. But one of the things we know is just multitude of effects in the body. So with that, we just want to be aware of it. And now that we are talking about, you know, have the precautions and, and make sure that you still are taking care of yourself and you're not really 100% getting into where you were prior to COVID-19, um, just just be cautious. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's that that level of comfort and, and safety for everyone in that way. And so, yeah, I, I find myself, again, leaning more towards, you know, getting back to normal in a way where, you know, wearing the, the mask less, but still continuing certain things in regards to like social distancing, like we were just saying. So I think it's finding for each individual finding your level of comfort and what feels comfortable for you while still even, you know, being informed and, you know, what are, what's going on in the world, you know, it's not done. You know, I've heard people say, Oh, you know, now the pandemic is, is done. It's like, well, no, like, yes, we're, we're progressing to some degree, but we're not done. It's not something that, you know, it's not an issue or not a factor. And I know earlier on, I remember hearing things where it may be there, you know, continuously for, for, you know, for some years. And so it's, it's, I think it's just a new way of being in the world where we're being aware of, you know, sanitizing our hands and washing our hands and, you know, keeping our distance and uh, yeah, even handshakes uh, there's it's, it's, I've seen it kind of come back a little bit, but then I've seen other people be more open and accepting to the little like fist bump and things like that. So yeah, it's just, this is, this is the world that we live in and, and trying to recognize that it's been impacted in that way. Yeah. And also I remember one of the question was how long do neurological symptoms from COVID-19 would last? And I remember that one of the doctors they were interviewing, she said, that's the part that we don't know. So imagine there's still things that they don't know about this virus, you know. And um, for example, remember the um, sense of smell and um, sense of loss of uh, smell sensation. That was on average, they said two through three weeks, but there were people who had it for months. And still there's effects that they show up differently in different people. So it's not one way or another. And you don't want to put yourself into a situation where you um, are the one that you get symptoms that are uh, unpleasant and unwanted and actually difficult. So the reason we keep talking about this is to be sure that you're protected and you're not putting yourself into crowds that you don't know 
if they've been vaccinated or not, or traveling freely without really being cautious of wearing masks and um, don't touch places that you don't know um, whether they're clean or not, or sanitize every time you touch somewhere. So we're just saying this to be sure if you have experienced um, having a virus and have gone through that, don't think that you're not going to get it again. Or don't think if you get it, it's going to be just a simple one, um, less damaging, because you don't know which other part of the body is going to be affected this time. But definitely um, just take care of yourself prior to even running into the worry of whether you have it or not. Yeah. And it just, it's amazing as we're, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of our earlier conversations and trying to make sense of, you know, what this is and how long it's going to last and, and what the world is going to look like as we're, you know, moving through this and hopefully having it uh, in the past. But yeah, it's, it's something that's shaped and really impacted the world in a whole different way than we've anticipated. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, I, I was thinking of how, when this all started, you know, people would ask, you know, oh, you know, your, your job is a, is a psychologist, your job was, you know, you probably felt like, oh, this is really essential. And it's funny, because I remember feeling like, okay, <laughs> the world falling around, uh, down around us, and, and this, you know, huge major health issue going on, you know, what, what, what can we offer individuals in that way of help, given that this is like changing everything? But then I, I found very quickly that, you know, on top of this, people still have their own problems. And and I think if anything, for some individuals, I've seen that this this fear and, and, and this pandemic really heightened some for individuals. So I think it's one of those things where, yes, you know, there's very specific, you know, fears and worries and anxieties associated with the virus. But also, too, I think it's just amplified it for some individuals maybe who've experienced anxiety or stress at, a, you know, really heightened levels prior to all this. So, yeah, it's it's we, we can't always separate or divide those things out. They're, you know, one and the same. This is this is the world we live in. This is we're impacted by these things that are going on. And as we move forward, we're probably going to feel a certain way, given that these things are are not so clear, you know, these these guidelines and these recommendations, you know, they're not, you know, uh, because they're changing and evolving. And even in the very beginning, a little bit of back and forth, I think it, it makes people very, very scared. And, and as we've talked about on other shows, uh, this is the idea of control and people wanting to know people wanting to understand, but uh, a lot of it, we're, we're learning as we go. And even at this point, we're still learning as we go. Right. Um, but it's always good to just be um, aware of the outcome or be aware of what we would just face with. So um, we don't want, as I said, to be the um, uh, carrier or messenger of bad news, but we also want to make sure people understand that we are not really done with this uh, monster still is um, around and um, we're gonna probably um, i'm very hopeful that finally this is going to be completely under control but it takes time and we know that some countries are doing very well in making sure there are not people coming to their country and the people are not leaving like canada 
as far as I know, because half of my family are living uh, in Vancouver. And I hear from them that every month they announce whether the doors are open for people to go or come. And every month um, when I check, because we want to either go or have them come, and they still um, are under restrictions. And, and uh, the first I heard was July 25th that they're going to announce whether the doors and the borders are open, but with what we hear around the world, probably this is not gonna, this is not going to happen. But there are also other countries, especially we hear some countries that they're not as much, um, you know, uh, taking this seriously or are not really closing the borders. Still, people are coming and going, uh, and those are the ones that they're spreading. So until 70% of people in each part of the world, as we hear from experts, are not vaccinated, the community, the global community still is gonna be facing with this. So we are hoping that soon we hear that most people are vaccinated and this is not as bad as, you know, well, we know that definitely is not uh, as bad and we are very happy that around um, our community everywhere we go we feel more comfortable but still traveling is something that we have to probably uh, look more carefully into uh, whether um, we can postpone it or not but especially with this delta variance we have to be very careful um, what we uh, plan so um, with that, we probably are going to go to another break and we come back to uh, in the last part of our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد بار دیگه من خدمتون عرض می کنم که ما به زبان انگلیسی روزای شنبه و شنبه صحبت می کنیم. اگه تازه رادیاتون رو باز کردین صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی می شنوین. ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه به زبان انگلیسی با دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندرادی معمولا هستیم امروز من و دکتر اندرادی در خدمتون هستیم و داریم صحبت میکنیم راجع به خبر جدیدی که راجع به کووید 19 ما شنیدیم که یک به اصطلاح شاخه ای از اون هستش به نام دلتا که الان راجع بهش صحبت میکنن و اینکه اون شخصی که در معاونت کل سلامت جهانی نشسته صحبت میکرد این بود که هنوز اطمینان نیست که ما ماسکامون رو تو جاهای شلوغ برداریم بنابراین دارن تشویق میکنن همه رو به گذاشتن ماسک و من و دکتر اندرادی داشتیم راجع به این مسائل صحبت میکردیم خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن که ترجیح میدن برنامه ما رو به زبان انگلیسی بشنون ازشون دعوت کنیم که برنامه ما رو روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه فالو کنن برمیگردیم در خدمتون هستیم
back with Dr. Andrade, and we continue our conversation about uh, the current event and what's new about the COVID. One of the things I was noticing too in, in some of the events that are kind of coming back, uh, things like uh, those larger things such as like baseball games, music concerts, uh, summer is a, a time for a lot of music festivals, uh, as well as even just those normal summer things such as like barbecues. And so, yeah, as we're, we're exposed to these things more and we're, we're provided with the option of them, it, it's interesting because there are like some, some guidelines or standards on what those are supposed to include as far as social distancing, wearing the mask or, or being vaccinated. Uh, for example, I went to a, a baseball game here in California and I had to actually show my vaccination card and they actually uh, wanted to see my ID and my vaccination card. So I actually had to show it. And, and I, I don't know how much they really kind of, you know, matched it up. Uh, but they, they did, you know, look at both of them and said, okay, you can go in. Um, I, I went to a baseball game in Illinois and uh, they didn't even ask for it. So I thought it was interesting because it was recommended to bring it with you. But then at the same time, when I got there, no one wanted to see that. So I, I'm kind of curious what that's going to be like as these other events uh, are coming up, including like concerts, um, where I think there's going to be a, a large number, and I'd love to hear what you think, Saide, on this. I think there's going to be a large number of people who don't want to get vaccinated. I, I personally know several individuals who they don't want to get vaccinated. They're not anticipating, even if they have the option of getting vaccinated. Um, and it's almost gotten to the point too, where like, I'm, I'm not going to argue and debate with somebody about why they should or they shouldn't. I'm happy to have a conversation with somebody, but I've found that uh, there are some individuals who've already kind of made that decision for themselves that this is not something that they're going to do. What has your experience been or have you encountered individuals like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, around me, as far as I know, people that I associated with, everybody pretty much is vaccinated. But I also hear from different people that I guess it was just uh, not trusting the issue of vaccine that if you remember, there was the QAnon, uh, probably a spread of news at, at one point that uh, they're putting a chip in your body to be able to really uh, just get the control over your brain, over your body, over what you do. And I think unfortunately, that message got into many people. And, um, and, and of course, I can just say that we sometimes don't know when you enter something in your body, what the chemical that your body and reaction or maybe combination or whatever happens, you may end up reacting um, one in maybe uh million, I mean, or even more, I don't know. But I'm just saying even that may be the highlight of what um, they say. And I've heard from people that I trust that they didn't have any issue health wise, but after vaccination, they, you know, had some um, symptoms, which they never had, but it could be coincident. It could be, you know, when you're one year older, something may happen to you. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, people put their fingers on very unusual issues that happen 
which may not be coincident. Um, you know what I mean? It's just with yeah. me coincident with uh, having the vaccine. And that becomes bigger and bigger and the news spreads and then people are worried that if they get, they may have some symptoms that they never had. But in general, um, I would say, yes, there are people that still, they're very adamant about not having the vaccine due to the fact they're afraid something is gonna happen to them or the government is gonna take over their body and their mind. Yeah, I, I've kind of jokingly responded to uh, family and friends who are like, oh, I don't want the government to know where I'm at. I'm like, well, you have your phone on you all the time. What are you talking about? Like you're posting on social media what you're doing. You know, it's like you're, you're, you're giving that away, actually. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's not that somebody wants to find you. And I, I was jokingly say too, like, well, what are you doing that the government would care about? Like, you, you don't do anything that I know of that I'm wanting to follow you. So it's, I, I feel like sometimes it's these, these very extreme ideas of like, you know, power and influence and control. And like people like, no, I, you know, I'm not going to be controlled and, you know, my freedom. And it's just like, wait, like being infringed upon. So I, I, I tend to not kind of really argue with somebody when they're that adamant about something. It just, for myself, it's too emotionally draining to try to convince somebody of something sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, if that's the choice that they're going to make and recognizing, you know, you're putting yourself at risk for, you know, being exposed to something and, you know, hopefully that, you know, they, they don't get it and it's not something they have to, to deal with. And similarly, I don't have to listen to their you know, <laughs> their beliefs in that way. It's like, all right, just like you don't have to listen to mine. I don't have to listen to yours. So yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, given what's going on in the world, it's, you know, the safe, one of the, the safer, you know, options in that way. You know, I, I got vaccinated, you know, because of, you know, family, because of my patients, it just, you know, this is what the world is right now. And this is one of the ways that we can keep ourselves safe. And yeah, we can't know what's going to happen 50 years from now or hundred years. We will say, Oh, uh, what's going to happen a hundred years from, or, you know, 50 years from now with this. And it's like, I don't know. Like nobody knows, like, how could you know that, you know, there, you can't research a time frame without that time frame having existed and occurred, but it, it's meant in service. It's meant in, in that way of helping us, it, you know, just like anything is meant to, you know, help us and, and protect us, you know? And so, yeah, we, we can't, I, I think it's easy for people to to project those fears and, and that propaganda in regards to conspiracies, but yeah, we don't, I think it's, I, I just always say, you know, you need to look at where, you know, that, that, that source is, you know, if, if YouTube is your primary source for, you know, scientific information, you know, you might want to look at some other resources as well. So, you know, mm -hmm. Well, because I know you are uh, always, uh, the, you know, Chicago is the place that you go back and forth. I'd like to hear, do you know um, how uh, the residents are um, doing the vaccine or what is the statistics of how many people have done it? It's actually, it seems interestingly, uh, very similar to California. Um, my, my my network out there is a lot of other psychologists and, and medical professionals. And so uh, like here, you know, a lot of people that I know have been vaccinated because it's it was kind of provided to them and part of their, their patient care. So I know a lot of people actually who are vaccinated. 
And so it, it just seems, even though they, they have been a little uh, ahead of us in regards to the, the mass mandate being lifted about a week sooner than California, um, it's very similar where people are kind of going out, doing more, you know, it, you'll see a mix of mask wearing and not. One of the, one of the places I observe it most is like the grocery stores um, where I'll notice, you know, there still seems to be a pretty substantial number of individuals wearing them. Uh, both workers as well as even people are going there too. Um, I, I've been probably like 80, I think yesterday I accidentally forgot my mask and I went to the grocery store without one, but previously I been wearing it. And so it's like, I've, for some reason, the grocery store in my mind is like, okay, this is where I still need to wear the mask. In addition to like flying and things like that. Um, like well, adamant about that for some reason. In those areas and you're smart. Yeah. Um, I just <laughs> just recently uh, the survey the American Psychological Association did with the changes in weight uh, mm. after the pandemic, and it was mm. very interesting. Based on their survey um, and the pandemic stress, the weight um, gain was forty percent. Adults reported gaining weight, and. Um, the median weight gain of 15 pounds was the report. And also 18% reported um, undesired weight loss. So that was interesting. And about 66% of people reported changes in their sleep habits and 23% respondents reported an increase in alcohol use. In addition, uh, many people delayed their routine medical and dental maintenance and uh, or women, they postponed their mammograms, uh, immunization for children were postponed, um, teeth cleaning was um, postponed, and also the mental health pandemic underway in parallel with increased substance use, which um, also was something that they addressed. And um, the, the one thing that I also remember in one of the other report was that one of the people in uh, Michigan University who was in charge of the actually director, I think of wellness and resiliency, um, she was worried about returning uh, faculty to onsite work. So there are many, you know, back and forth still statistics, still worriness, still reports that, um, you know, tell us what's going on around uh, the United States or around the world. And sleep was one of the major part that um, still people, and we know that many of our colleagues and even ourselves are very busy uh, taking care of people who've been affected. In medical field, we know many Doctors have been affected because of seeing all these scenarios and all this influx of people in the hospital not being able to help them and, um, you know, get back to them, their health. So uh, there are so many psychological issues around happening. Alcohol use have been increased. Um, well, and then on the uh, good side, we know that many physical activities actually, um, you know, were increased. But on the other side, also we hear that 
there's a report of many people are afraid of getting out of the house and do many activities that they used to do, like going to the gym, swimming. They're afraid of getting um, any sort of bacteria or that fear of other things even have been added, um, you know, to some extent. Yeah, that reminds me, I remember somebody saying that they, they're talking about weight gain and they're like, I definitely got my COVID-19 and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, I, I gained 19 pounds during COVID. So yeah, that's my COVID-19. And so I thought it was a, a clever way to just indicate how like, yeah, there's been some weight gain during this time and yeah, maybe close to 20 pounds and uh, yeah, just the, the change in behavior as far as even just little things. It's so amazing how, the body can, can settle into non-activity. Like if you're not being, you know, active, such as like walking around, even like your office, all of a sudden you know, you'll, you'll go somewhere and realize, you know, oh, I'm walking around for 10, 15 minutes and I'm tired for some reason. So yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, our body can become very complacent very quickly. And so, you know, the weight gain, uh, you know, even the difficulties, uh, in, you know, in sleep and, you know, uh, eating habits and all of that. Yeah. It's definitely something that's been challenging for a lot of individuals during this time. And something I'm, I'm talking with a lot of patients about just how to build, that routine again in their daily lives in a way that's still aware of the, you know, the risk and, and those things that they're concerned about for their well-being. And so, you know, uh, again, we're still in the pandemic in that way. So there are things we can do, but then also, yeah, being doing them in a way that feels comfortable for, for each person. Yeah. And attitude matters. Uh, I think it's really important that we, accept uh, what our current situation is and also just realize that even if we are 10 pounds more just realize that we are probably drinking more we are probably not exercising more but accept where you are and make realistic measurable goals to change just say i want to lose a pound every four weeks for example and just to start um, trying to, even if you have a stairs at home, go up and down, try to get active, start with home. And then if you feel comfortable going to gym, just make sure you go at a time that you feel is not as crowded, figure out what are the best times to do that. And then just, you know, be aware of what's happening in your mind and in your body and start really just like DBT, dialectical, um, you know, uh, cognitive therapy, you start talking to yourself, you start thinking, what is it that I can do that serves me the best? If I worry more, and I eat more or drink more, am I helping myself? Just to start from somewhere. And as we say in psychology, um, harm reduction, that means like we're not saying all of a sudden start exercising or change your diet, accept where you are and start from small changes to get to your goal. But definitely set a goal for yourself because we know that there's aftermath of COVID-19 or there are still people that are worried about this new variance. But just think about what you can do and be realistic because our mind can go completely off and makes us worry affect our sleep but just think what can we do that positively can affect us definitely
And with that, uh, we want to end our program. And as usual, we sum up our conversation and we say our final statement. So I want to start with Dr. Andrade. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to encourage people. You're going to have some feelings, some apprehensions, some uncertainties. Um, again, it's something that we're we're all figuring out in that way and recognizing that, you know, you may feel different from even those that you're, you're close with and those that you, you do share a lot of similar ideas with. So recognizing, you know, what are those ways to keep yourself safe in a way that feels comfortable? And also recognizing that, you know, you're not wanting to live in a position of fear. You're not wanting to feel as though, you know, the virus is dictating everything that you can do even to this point. So definitely reflect on, you know, where is that fear coming from? What feels comfortable for you? And I want to say, since the sleep is one of the most um, important part of our health, whether psychologically or physically, I want to emphasize on simple but not easy ways to normalize our sleep and pay attention to what we can do to really have sleep hygiene. Like good sleep hygiene includes uh, distraction-free keeping the room dark, quieter place that we sleep, um, and using a sleep mask if we need, um, black out the curtains, um, try to make sure that there's noise-free, um, having no TV in the bedroom. These are the things that are important to prevent from having a, a negative part of um, you know our life, which is the sleep. So just try to work on that. It's very, very important. With that, I want to say goodbye to our listeners and thank my friend and my colleague, Dr. Andrade, for having another session.
وقفه نازو که دل دوباره کرده چیکه که از نفس خیسم رو بونم آهای تشنه همه بارون احساسم از آنت عجب دریا دلی هستم تو شوق بی کرانت میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه تیکه که سقف نازو که دل دوباره کرده چیکه چیکه شاید روی عشقو ببینم اتفاقی ببین خورشید چشمام اسیر این چراغ تمام خواسته من همین یک اتفاق میاد بارون احساس از ابر تیکه تیکه که سقف نازک دل دوباره کرده چیکه چیکه از نفس خیسم رو بونم آهای تشنه همه بارون احساسم از آنت عجب دریا دلی هستم تو شوق بی کرانت میاد بارون احساس از عبر تیکه تیکه که سقف نازو کده دوباره کرده چیکه 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 رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا